This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. My pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today, I want to talk about credit cards. They can be a great thing or a disaster in your financial life. If you're like me, you're getting lots of offers in the mail right now. You're not alone if you're getting a lot of offers. Later, I have the craziest story about a hotel review gone horribly wrong and a new policy from Marriott that is way overdue. So the credit card companies have a problem. Overall, we as Americans have been handling credit cards much better than we did historically. Americans have been using credit cards more and more as a payment system, not a borrowing system, something I've always been obsessed with because nobody ever got rich paying Visa or MasterCard 18% interest. Doesn't work that way. So Americans have been using cards for all the rewarding rewards, but not running balances like before. So now... The credit card companies are soliciting like mad. Maybe just about the most ever. I I love this headline in the Wall Street Journal. It's not just you. Banks really are sending out more credit card offers. And the rewards, Christy, you just got a new card because... Normally, it offers like 50,000 points, and they offered 100,000 points, and you figured out the worth of that. And there's a a publication called The Points Guy that was all about how you earn frequent flyer points, and the guy was obsessed with that. And he started um, as like a side thing saying, hey, you should get this credit card because they have this and that one because they have that. And... The guy ended up rich from just doing the recommendations to credit cards and still he's sold to I don't know who. Red Ventures. Who are they? It's a company that owns a lot of sites. They own Bankrate. They own a lot of sites. Okay. But anyway, um, the credit card thing is hot on the reward side. And the big issuers are all trying to get market share. And they're trying not to have people poach their customers. So they're coming up with all these various new reward cards. And so now they're all trying to come up with these mega reward cards that have these huge annual fees. Capital One that's never played in that territory just came out with a card. I think it's called the X card. Oh, gosh. Don't tell my husband. He'll love that. $400 (laughs) annual fee. Is it metal? I don't know if it's metal. Metal, like, (laughs) is a big thing with these cards. American Express has... 
one that's six ninety five and another that's like ten thousand that a card? year. There's like one. The platinum is six ninety five, and I think the black one's ten thousand. What? Ten thousand dollar a year annual fee? No way. I'm pretty sure. Here, you can look while I'm talking. I think it's that much. And so you got this reward thing going on with cards that have not necessarily an annual fee, but have rewards attached to them. And then others that have these higher and higher annual fees with these big rewards. And I bet you can't find it because it's an invitation-only card. So you might do a Google search or DuckDuckGo or something like that. And just ask, what does a black card cost? All right, I'm looking. Okay, so the other Oh, my game, gosh, you're a, right. A hefty $10,000 initiation fee, a $5,000 annual fee. Wow. So I wasn't right because I said the annual fee was $10,000. But it's 10000 to get it and then 5000 a year. Just so you can have a card that somehow makes you feel important. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, the other action going on right now is the banks are looking for people who tend to not pay their balances in full and throw as much credit at you as they possibly can and get you hooked on a lot of debt. So they're playing three different games at once. They're trying to get people hooked on paying those huge interest rates as one slice of the market is getting solicitations right now. Another, they're trying to lure people who are big charge volume people with reward cards, and then they're trying to get what's known as the mass affluent, which depending on how you define it, is the top 10% or 20% of income earners in the country to sign up for these cards who, who like to travel, to sign up for these cards with these hefty annual fees. Know the game they're playing. Know the three target markets. And the one you definitely don't want to be is the one where they're feeding you more and more credit so that you won't pay your balances in full and you'll pay those extremely high interest rates. Okay, this is from Susan in Georgia. I had a Sam's credit card and I always paid my balance in full whenever I used it. They canceled my card without notifying me. I called to inquire, was informed it was due to no charges in 12 months. It affected my excellent credit score. How can they do this without notifying me first? I could have charged something and had it, pl- and I had planned to use it for Christmas shopping. So the owner of the Sam's Club credit card portfolio is a company that has a, um, uh, I would call it a cold and colder relationship with the parent company, Walmart. Walmart kicked them out as their store card issuer in the Walmart stores. They're still the issuer of the cards for Sam's Club. I'm trying to remember, I think it's Synchrony. Is I have my Sam's Club card. And it is Synchrony. And Synchrony is a very fierce about credit limits and vicious without notice closing people's accounts. That's why... Walmart got so angry at them about how they were treating the Walmart customers. I don't know how much longer their agreement has to go with Sam's Club. But Synchrony is a very risk-averse credit card issuer. And so when they see patterns they don't like, they don't want to give you any warning. They just strike. And in your case, they closed your card. Now, this will hurt your credit score 
potentially significantly because the amount of available credit you have and use accounts for roughly a third of your credit score, precisely 30%. So as quickly as you can, I need you to apply for another credit card from someone else. We've got a uh, updated credit card list of cards that we think are good for you to have depending on your circumstance at clark.com there are several lists like this out there get another card now if you're a member of a credit union you don't have their card you can go get their card and just know if you have a sam's club mastercard that you have that card issued by this um, somewhat controversial issuer not in terms of mistreating people in the ways you might think of uh, in terms of how they treat you with your billing statements and all that, but the very, very um, out-of-the-blue kind of things they do, reducing people's limits or closing their accounts with no notice. And this one's from Paul in Massachusetts. I cannot remember you ever discussing this use of a credit card, which I've done successfully for almost 20 years. Most credit cards offer a 15 to 18 month interest free card with many offering a two to three thousand dollar bonus or hundred dollar bonus. I'm, I'm okay. still on the, the I'm still shocked by the Amex cost. Sorry. Most <laughs> credit cards offer 15 to 18 month interest free card and many offer two to three hundred dollar bonus if a certain amount of money is spent within a given period. My wife and I have used this extended interest free grace period to finance a bathroom remodel, European vacation, our daughter's wedding, and then simply pay the remaining balance at the end of the grace period. Of course, this would require some financial management, but it could be a useful tool for your listeners. Paul, thank you. And Paul, you the last sentence you said is the most important. Any of these financial engineering strategies where you beat the banks at their own game, you have to be completely on your game and make sure whatever it is is paid off in full before the grace period ends. And as long as you are really, really diligent about that, good for you. And this one's from Craig in Colorado. What do you think of using DeFi interest accounts with stablecoins? Most of the stablecoins are backed by real dollars, and there are many U.S.-based and government-regulated and audited platforms like BlockFi and Gemini, which have insurance against losses. Many of them earn 8% plus in interest. These platforms earn their money by lending out your money and distributing the earnings. They secure the lending with an over-collateralized smart contract, which, which functions like a margin loan, which automatically redeems against other crypto assets of the borrower. I have heard stablecoins being compared to a $1 casino chip, where you have to trust the casino to cash it out, but I think the risk of this is minimal given the government regulations, auditing, insurance, etc. What are your thoughts as the interest in a bank account is pitiful? Okay, so this is a very thoughtful question. And it is a level of risk. It is a form of investing, not a form of saving. When someone's paying you 8 plus percent interest, there is no FDIC insurance. There is no NCUA insurance, fully federally backed by the full faith and credit of the United States. The insurance you talk about that's offered on these various high-interest savings accounts uh, based on a form of crypto, they are not government-backed. And even whatever government regulation there is or other regulation 
does not create the safety with your account. So this is something that has to be money that you could potentially lose and still not lose a night's sleep. You don't want to put big money in something like this because even though you're earning 16 times the interest you could earn even with an online bank, the risk is there, which does not exist with a bank or credit union, and that is if the money vanishes, there's nobody to go make a claim against. So as long as you understand the risk level and it's money that would not change the trajectory of your life and you want to do it, go for it, but fully with your eyes open. I didn't even understand what the question meant, so I would never do it. <laughs> but great. <laughs> well, I don't know that my explanation. No, was I clear think enough. I understood what you were saying um, actually a lot better. But if you don't know what all those things are, it's just, you know, probably yeah, not I've, something I've, you should I've be into. I've done a lot of reading about these yeah. because I've been asked about them. So and much. I did an item on TV about this. Yeah. So I got a question for you. Do you wait until after you've left a restaurant to leave a review? How about a hotel or resort? It's a big thing right now in the travel industry to post a negative review while you're at a hotel or resort because maybe they'll come and say, hey, what can we do to make you happy and change your review? But you might think twice about leaving that nasty review in the midst of your stay after you hear this crazy story I have straight ahead. I don't want to neglect the fact that we're posting this episode on December 7th. I know many of you listen to the podcast delayed, but this is the Pearl Harbor Day broadcast uh, podcast. And I want to tell you that this day was a day that my father, when he was alive, talked about so much and how he, on the 9th of December, went to volunteer to enlist in the military on December 9th, uh, 1941, as the news had filtered so clearly back to the mainland over a couple of days. And that this was the day that so many Americans of that era, less and less of them still alive, but it was their defining moment. And it seemed like there was nothing but darkness ahead for the United States. And 42 was really tough for us. 43 things started to turn, and by 45, we had turned away the evil empires that were attempting to take over the world, Adolf Hitler in Germany and the Emperor of Japan. And I think about 20 years ago plus with September 11th, where we thought our lives were going to be dark ever forward moving forward. And in spite of the tragic loss of life that day, the evil that visited us, we overcame. And I just want you to think about that over your lifetime, how we in this great country of ours, we deal with adversity from time to time. And the key is being able to overcome. Most important thing in overcoming, and I want you to think about this as we approach Christmas, is how important it is for us to love one another in our own country. Enough about that. Yes. We're going to talk about a little hate but right now. you are now. so right. <laughs> well, this is a little bit of hate. Okay. So, Grandma is at a hotel with her six-year-old granddaughter. 
And she had booked it through Hotels.com. And while she was there, she posts a review of this hotel. It was a Baymont Inn in a resort town called Helen, Georgia, which is in the lower Appalachian Mountains. And so she posts that the hotel was a little dirty and a couple of things she didn't like. But she gave it a three-star. She didn't give it a one or two. I mean, some of the reviews I read where people act like they're in the worst rat hole ever, maybe some hotels are, mm-hmm. she didn't even do that. Well, the hotel goes crazy, calls the police, <laughs> and in the middle of the night has the police come and forcibly remove this grandma and her granddaughter from this hotel. That's insane. I mean, unbelievable. And the hotel doesn't give the money back. Says, we just don't want you here. Get out. The police, what the police were thinking in that county, forcibly evicting hotel guests that had paid for a room just because they gave a three-star review instead of a four or five. I mean, that's unacceptable, obviously. And Hotels.com wouldn't give the money back and only did, this is crazy, only when it became an international story Wow. And a British newspaper, the Daily Mail, wrote a story about it. Then finally, Hotels.com gave her the money back. Shame on you, Hotels.com. I mean, this is bad all the way around. The way Baymont Inns handled it, the way that individual operator did, and the rest. So all I want you to know, and by the way, what was her complaint? She said the hotel was run down. The toilet didn't flush in well, her room. The toilet didn't flush is a toilet huge didn't flush. issue. I mean, that would, for most people, not be three stars. <laughs> no. That would be a one star. Uh-uh. But the industries, it doesn't matter what industry. Travel industry, though, more than any other, and the restaurant industry, they live and die by reviews. We've talked about all the fraudulent reviews on Amazon that uh, somewhere around Half of the reviews on Amazon now are fake because people so respond to reviews. Um, this is obviously a situation where everybody did the wrong thing. The individual hotel, Baymont Inn's parent company, the police, and Hotels.com. I mean, there's a terrible thing to do to treat granny like this. And it just shows the sensitivity with reviews. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, a lot of people are doing this as a strategy now, particularly when they're at a resort vacation. And they'll get a room looking out at the air conditioning units instead of the beach they expected to look at or the mountains they thought they'd be looking at. They start writing a terrible one-star review, and the hotel resort operators are so freaked out that they're monitoring them real-time, and they'll call somebody and say, hey, you know what? Uh, we feel really bad about that review. How about we upgrade you to this executive suite thingy with this beautiful view of whatever? And so people are doing it as a manipulative thing many Mm, times. That's not cool either. That's not cool either. So this is a thing of extremes. And normally somebody's not going to be forced to move out or be arrested as a trespasser from a hotel they've stayed at. And again, I hope the police department will wise up and not be involved in something that's really a civil matter 
And everybody did the wrong thing here except Granny. <laughs> I mean, a three-star review. But I just want you to know that when you post real-time, for example, do not post a negative review of a restaurant while you're at the restaurant. Mm-mm. Because who knows what would happen next with your food. Do that after the fact. And please be nice. I'm so frustrated by these stories I hear of people striking out in violence at service providers. There's so many sides to this coin. This is not a two-sided coin here. We got a lot going on here right now with norms of behavior that seem to be uh, not under control right now and with a lot of people in American society. The stuff that's been going on in airplanes with people violently striking flight attendants? Yeah. My goodness. So be honest, be kind, and tell the truth if a place really stinks. Tell the truth. But just be really wise in how you do things. And business owners, I know you put your heart and soul and your hard work into your business, your money at risk in a business. Don't react with anger towards a customer. Try to figure out if maybe there's something that you need to improve at your business based on what they said. There are some people that are just professional complainers. There are some people who don't have the happiest of lives and they post miserably. That's why I always read reviews. Because when I see a glowingly positive review, particularly for a hotel, I know they're probably British if they write a really glowing review about a hotel because they're used to really not the greatest standards of hotels. So anybody who's from anywhere in Britain who says a place was brilliant or whatever, they're out of my, I mean, I don't even Mm. look at what they write. But you got to look for the fakes, the really fake positives, the really fake negatives, and also eliminate the people who just probably going into that day, they're really negative kind of Nellies. But at the same time, reviews are a very, very useful, powerful force done right and read right by you. All right, we'll get to some questions now. This is from Mark in Utah. Can I call you Dr. Clark because you have a doctorate degree in awesomeness? Love it. My real question is, I purchased a very cheap $300 flight from Salt Lake City to Switzerland a few months ago. I'm flying with American Airlines. I fly from Salt Lake to Dallas to Philadelphia, and then from Philadelphia finally to Switzerland. What double is plane, the triple plane? Triple. No, double plane change. Okay. What What is the likelihood American Airlines actually honors these flights, and I actually get to Switzerland? I purchased seats on all the flights, hoping that would increase my odds. If they cancel one of my connecting flights and I'm still able to get to the next flight somehow in time, will they still honor it? Also, I have another suggestion on a book that you don't want to write. The information in regards to financial literacy is always changing. What if you write a book on how to decipher accurate information and make a decision? A book that doesn't give specific advice, but rather teaches the reader how to figure things out for themselves. So the book thing won't die, will nope. it? It won't. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, thank you for your, your book suggestion, along with the many, many oh, others. Oh, there were others I this received. week, too, yeah. All right. So, American Airlines 
is an, a full partner with British Airways. If American ends up having schedule changes, they have the added flexibility with British Airways' extensive European network of figuring out how to route you on American to a British Airways connecting flight and get you to your destination in Switzerland. American has obviously been going through a bunch of schedule changes as they have recently cut back a significant amount of flights that they're flying through the winter. So you need to monitor your reservation frequently, and the earlier you notice there's a schedule change that impacts you, you want to be on the phone with American on hopefully a clear weather day around the country where you can reach someone and get rebooked and always give the suggestion, well, I noticed, I want you to research yourself. British Airways has this flight or that flight or the other. Could you reroute me on British? And it's fully interchangeable, I'm telling you. So they could completely do that. And yes, you should get to Switzerland and no paying seat booking fees does not help you with the problem with airlines saying, now you see the flight, now you don't. And this is from Jonathan in Alaska. I recently rented a car through a booking website and they charged my card $180. I ended up not needing the car for as long as I thought. And I returned it early to the car rental company who only charged me $66 for the rental. I contacted the website, which was a nightmare, and they refused to give me any money back. Is there anything outside of disputing this with my credit card company that I can do? Yeah, Jonathan... The customer no service with the third-party website you booked your car rental with and you prepaid for it, they outsource their customer no service. You're talking with a contract call center, who knows where in the world, could be in the U.S. or wherever else, but they are not knowledgeable about travel. They are not able to solve problems as we found so heavily last year with these third-party websites. It is possible that the car rental booking you did was fully non-refundable, although that's unlikely. And what I suggest with them, and I made this suggestion a lot last year with this and two other third-party booking sites, is that you file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau at bbb.org. That will get you to an actual employee of this third-party booking site and may well get you the refund. And so I'm looking at your original payment, and I don't see anything on it that says that it was non-refundable. So I think that you have really good grounds to file that complaint with the BBB. They will forward it on, and... My experience is, and I know every time I mention the BBB, people say, they didn't do anything for me. All I'm saying is it's a good tool to try and many times will get you action that you cannot get at the customer no service contract. So I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to leave something with you my dad used to say, and I think it's so important whenever we're in a time of adversity. My dad used to say, life is 99 rounds. And there are times you're going to get in the ring and you get knocked down. And there are other times that you're going to be victorious. The reality is that you, when you do get knocked to the canvas, dust yourself off, get up, 
and work forward to a better day. Many times when we do have adversity in our lives, we basically shut down. I don't want you to do that. I want you to, for a minute, have the feeling like, poor me, why this happened to me? And then get up and move forward and conquer whatever it is and get your life to where you want it to be. And I hope the rest of your day is outstanding.